At Media Day, Willie Green said the Pelicans want to develop an offensive identity. And after just one training camp practice, you can start to see what that will look like. I'll break down Brandon Ingram's role, how they'll use Zion Williamson, and more in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, and we got a show all about offense for you because that is one of the biggest things the Pelicans need to address this coming season. And it sounds like they got a plan in place for all of them. So we'll break down how you're going to see Brandon Ingram used, how you'll see Zion Williamson used, CJ McComb, the rest of the big men, all of that. What's going on into the new offense brought to you by associate head coach James Borrego. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, the number one Pelicans podcast. We're here every single day. So if you want to support the channel, tell a friend about the show, comment down below on YouTube, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And by the way, become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday. It's a make or break year, a big year. We're going to have some exclusive things coming to you, some fun things here on Locked On Pelicans. So you don't want to miss an episode. So become an everydayer and never do. Don't forget live shows during the offseason. We'll have live shows during the season too. Thursday, 7 p.m. Central, your chance to ask me questions, live interaction with me about Media Day, whatever else we're learning about the team. We got a lot to cover today, so let's kind of jump into it. First, though, I should say this. Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. Make him your second listen today. Catch up on everything black and gold. So Willie Green said he wants the Pelicans to have an offensive identity. Because they didn't have one last year. They had a mentality. 0.5 mentality. We've heard that for two years under head coach Willie Green. But I'm going to tell you that mentality is different than an identity. The mentality is kind of your marching orders, your operating system, your kind of base commands of what to do. 0.5. Decide what you're going to do with the ball in 0.5 seconds. Pass, shoot, attack, whatever it might be. Basically, get the ball and go. Don't stand there thinking about things. But that's not like a cohesive plan necessarily. That's not an identity of when you look at the Pelicans, you go, they are this on offense, right? Some teams kind of mash you inside and play big. The Warriors are fast, three-point shooting team. You know what they are. We don't really know what the Pelicans are because their offense wasn't good last year and because of all of the injuries that they dealt with and suffered from didn't really allow them to have one. And they have a number of players who kind of have different styles. Brandon Ingram's an isolation guy. Zion Williamson can be an isolation guy. You have Jonas Valanciunas, and we'll get to him in the next segment because he's a key part of this, is a post-up back-to-the-basket kind of big. It's just a bunch of stuff, and that's really what it is, just a bunch of stuff bunch of different pieces but there's no kind of cohesive like this is who we are this is what we want to try and do and Willie Green said they have that defensively you know they had such strong defensive principles of how they operate which is basically switch on the perimeter don't allow guys to get into the paint so you don't need rim protection as much then 
And it works with whatever unit, whatever players you have out there. They had the sixth best uh, defense in the league. That says something. Whatever you do, your identity is working no matter the players. He wants to develop that on offense, that whatever players are out there, they kind of have this stuff that works and they're going to go and do that and execute it because they kind of believe in the plan, right? Trust the process kind of thing. So they're planning to do that this season. And that's why when Willie Green was talking at media day, he said it wasn't going to be like massive changes necessarily, right? Like your players are who they are. You can't fully change how the style of play that they're going to have. And it's about kind of tailoring, or tailoring, tailoring sorry, a system around some of their strengths. But also, look, we have an idea of what we think will work, will be effective. We need to go and just do that, even if some players need to adapt at least a little bit. And you can start to get an idea of what that's going to be just from one practice at training camp and talking with the players at media day and after practice yesterday. So let's start with Brandon Ingram, because I think this is going to kind of be your point guard. A lot of y'all have said, well, they don't have a point guard on the team. What are they going to do? Why haven't they added a true point? Something like that. It's because Brandon Ingram can do this really, really well, and he's at his best. And it actually ties into Team USA and why he didn't play particularly well when he was there. Brandon Ingram on the year averaged 5.8 assists. For his career, he averages 4.1. That's a significant jump, right? That's almost like 50% more. And when you look at the numbers he had in the regular season, those numbers were pretty solid. 29.2 points per game, um, 8.2 assists. Those are like fantastic numbers on 40.5% shooting from three, just not on enough attempts per game there, just three. But eight assists. Brandon Ingram can be your point guard. And I haven't posted the interview that I did with him and Trey Murphy because I need to edit that one because they were having some fun there and it was great. And Lockdown Pelicans Insiders might get the whole interview uncut, by the way. We'll see. They, you know, I asked Brandon Ingram about if he's talked to James Borrego about how the offense is going to look. And the first thing, and I mean, he fired this off to me. You know, when I asked him about James Borrego, the offense, his role, he said, yeah, I'm going to have the ball a whole lot. I'm going to have the ball a whole lot. He's your point guard. He's your point guard. That's what Brandon Ingram is going to do. He's at his best when he was like, if you were to put him into like an archetype of a player as a playmaking creator, an attacking creator, a guy that gets downhill, tries to attack the basket, can settle for mid-range jumpers, but because of all of his scoring prowess, draws double teams and is allowed to create for others that way. That's what he's going to be doing this year. You combine that with more off-ball movement and actions, we're going to see him, I guarantee you this, we're going to see him set a career high in assists per game this year. Easily going to surpass what I think we saw from him last season. He averaged, again, 5.8 assists per game. That number is going to probably be closer to seven, I think, maybe eight. I think that's what you're going to see from him. He showed off that kind of passing prowess at the end of last year, and they're going to let him run the offense. That's what his role is going to be, is as a creator and playmaker, shot maker. It's his best role. This is why he didn't work with Team USA. You know, he was being asked to work off ball and his skills just don't suit that very well. Will he play off ball at times? Yes. 
but he's primarily going to have the ball in his hands and he's going to be tasked with running the offense and trying to create easy open opportunities for others. Think of that Anthony Edwards role with Team USA, what he did. Brandon could have filled that role very easily. Edwards just did it. B.I. is going to be doing that. That means he's going to have nights where he goes for 40 points because he's going to have the ball in his hands. There's going to be other nights where he goes for 20 but has 13 assists, something he did at the end of last season. They feel that is the best way to kind of run this offense with the players that they have right now, but also really suited to Brandon Ingram's skill set of a shot maker, shot creator, and a very good and willing passer as well. So you're going to see point point guard BI, point forward BI, whatever you want. He's the one going to be initiating the actions and kind of be the primary creator for this team. The ball in his hands, essentially. That means guys like CJ McCollum, more off ball. We'll get to him in the third segment. But it also means Zion Williamson, off ball. And the team talked about this after the first training camp practice and at media day as well. Do we want Zion off ball? Is that exactly the best thing? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Ibotta. The weather is getting cooler, and that means it's time to stock your closet with winter clothes. With Ibotta, you can get cash back on winter coats, hats, gloves, scarves. We don't really need those in New Orleans, and more for the whole family. Because Ibotta gives you cash back on tons of items, whether that's grocery items, whether that's just your regular shopping that you're doing, you get cash back no matter what you're purchasing. All you have to do is link your loyalty account to that store or upload your receipt after you shop and you get cash back. It's that easy. And the average Ibotta user earns $100 per year. Just money that you get back for spending you were already going to be doing. Imagine what you could buy or what you could do with an extra 100 bucks. Dinner out in New Orleans covers your groceries for a trip. It's free money. Why not get it? Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. Ibotta gives you real cash back. Send it to your bank account, PayPal, or put it on a gift card. And they have it at uh, hundreds of online brands and retailers too, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. So download the Ibotta app and use code LOCK to start earning real cash back. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, just like the Pelicans jersey patch, in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today. And every day, we are here, Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast for y'all. If you haven't checked out the full YouTube page or you listen uh, wherever you get your podcast, go check out YouTube. The interview with Zion Williamson is there, with CJ McCollum is there, Dyson Daniels is up. I'll get the one with Herb Jones up, and we also have one with Trey Murphy and Brand Ingram. That's a lot of fun, too. You'll hear Brand Ingram kind of reiterate what we're talking about here. This is how it's going to be. He's going to have the ball in his hands. And if you want to support the channel, join the Lockdown Pelicans Insiders group on this service called Subtext. You can text message me directly now and I can message you back. Twitter's rough. It's not easy to use. It breaks all the time. And some of the, you know, you can't really DM on there anymore. This is the best way to do it. It's a 14-day free trial. It's $4.99 a month after that. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, that's totally okay. Don't worry. The podcast is still going to be free and five days a week for y'all. 
but it's another way to interact with me. I've been sending some info about the Pelicans jerseys in there, the City Edition jerseys, other things that I'm going to be hearing. Really worth joining. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, it's okay. Just cancel. Don't worry about it. So let's talk more about offense and offensive identity and what the Pelicans are trying to build. They're trying to do something here where, okay, if no matter who we have out there on the court, we can kind of operate this way. It starts with kind of who's initiating your offense. It's going to be Brandon Ingram, but in theory, this could be anyone else. Keep that in mind as we talk about a lot of this. And this is why they're going to use Zion Williamson off ball more, right? BI out hurt, which please no. But you can put someone else in there to kind of run the offense and you'll get why here in a second. Because it's not going to be dependent on one individual player. There is a point Zion, right? We know it's very much a real thing and it works. But the only person who can be point Zion is Zion for the most part, right? There isn't a point Larry Nance Jr. There's not going to be a point EJ Liddell. There's not a point Jonas Valanciunas. There's not a point Cody Zeller. There's not a point Trey Murphy. There's not even really a point Herb Jones because they don't have the court gravity that Zion Williamson does. So if you build your entire offense around Zion Williamson doing Zion things, which you can still include in everything that you're doing, but if it's built fully around that and he doesn't play, falls apart. This is why they were the sixth best offense when they had him out there on the court, but the 24th worst offense Best offense, like bottom third of the league when he wasn't out there. They need to build something that's just a little bit more sustainable. So if you have your point, Brandon Ingram in this case, whatever other point guard, point forward you want to use, and you have a ton of off-ball action and other movement, you can do this with anyone out there. Movement keeps defenses off balance, which is going to eventually create open shot opportunities. So this is why they're using Zion Williamson off-ball more. They've done a deep dive on the analytics. They've beefed that department up this offseason, and they found that when Zion Williamson is a pick-and-roll ball um, roll man versus ball handler, you classify that in two ways, right? You know your standard pick-and-roll guy with the ball is dribbling. Someone comes up, sets the screen, and then kind of dives to the rim, and then the ball handler either gets him the ball or uses the space they've create, uh, that, that created to go and attack the basket. Zion as the roll man, as the screen setter, has tons of court gravity too. And when you can get him the ball, and if you can get him the ball, he finishes very effectively with that based on the different pick and roll coverages that get thrown at him. Actually, one of the best in the league when it comes to finishing as a pick and roll roll man. They just didn't run it a ton last year. Well, now they're going to run a ton of actions with Zion, not with the uh, as the ball handler, which he did a lot of last year, but as the screening man, and then whatever comes from that, which is going to wreak havoc on the defense. Imagine Brandon Ingram dribbling the ball either at the three-point line or even around the free throw line. Zion Williamson setting a screen and then diving towards the hoop. You have a good passer who can get him the ball. You think they're not going to cover, double cover Zion Williamson there? They are. That's going to leave space for Brandon Ingram. And if they don't do that well or quick enough and they give Zion a little bit of space and BI space to get him the ball... We know when he gets a full head of steam when he's already moving, so you catch the ball in the move and you're already moving towards the rim. Dude's unstoppable. So I think they're excited to use him in more of those actions and keep defenses off balance. I also think this is going to be how they use a lot of the big men. There's just going to be more pick and roll movement here because then you have other off-ball movement, which we'll get to in the next segment. 
I'm going to bring this all home, I promise. You know, Willie Green talked about Jonas Valanciunas, and we said he doesn't really fit what they want. That's why they explored trading him basically all offseason. It's not that he's a bad player. It's more about fit. And Willie Green said, you know, when he gets the ball, he, he kind of posts up 70% of the time. So maybe we bring that down to 50% or 40% and basically just force him to fit into the offense a little bit better. You can use him as a pick and roll man. The Pelicans just didn't do a ton of that last year. This is a way to include him and make him fit a little bit better because post-ups slow your offense down. They're kind of isolation style, and that's what this team wants to get away from. So Zion Williamson might have the ball in his hands less as the person initiating the offense, creating the offense, but they're going to find ways to have him work off ball a little bit more. I also think this is something that can help his body over the course of the season. When you have the ball in your hands and you're driving, attacking the basket from the three-point line, which is what he did a ton of, right? And they throw two bodies at you, three bodies. You're playing through a lot of contact, a lot of contact. That's going to lead to injuries. Um, a couple of years ago, it did that, right? His second season ended early because of a broken finger, something like that, because he was fighting through so much contact and there's so many bodies there all the time. This helps you eliminate that problem a good bit. And so this is also a way to just kind of help Zion. But you know what? Larry Nance Jr. can also be a pick and roll man, a screen setter that's then rolling to the basket that can also be out there on the perimeter. So can Jonas Valanciunas. So can EJ Liddell. All of a sudden now, you start to see that the offense is not centered around one player's particular skill set, but maximizing all of the players when they're out there on the court. It starts to become more of an identity. A pick and roll heavy team is an offensive identity, especially if it works for you. Might be kind of basic and simplistic sounding, but who cares? There's way more that goes into it than that, certainly, as well. You know, you can replace Zion with someone else. They might not do it as well as Zion, right? Because Zion's one of one. But that's how you start to kind of build an offensive identity, not just your offense be get it to Zion and let him do his thing. That works. Don't get me wrong. But one injury or foul trouble takes you out of your whole thing, and then what do you do? This at least becomes more of an identity, a, you know, just a sustainable option for the team. And then from there, you can kind of build everything else out. And that's what the Pelicans are doing. Let's get into what that looks like. More movement, more three-point shooting pace comes into this too. We'll get into that um, coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here. Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast. We're here every single day. You want to support the channel, comment down below on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday. If you're an everyday or let me know in the comments down below. It takes two seconds. You're already watching. Let me know. I love seeing that. If you join the Locked On Pelicans Insiders group when you get that welcome text from me. Let me know that you're an everyday or people have been doing that. Again, it's free for 14 days. You got nothing to lose by signing up. The link is in the description down below, both on the podcast side and on YouTube. It's fun talking with y'all. A lot of y'all have sent me some really good questions, you know, thoughts that you have. I love interacting with y'all. The show is here for you, not for me. So let's talk a little bit more. You're giving me ideas for shows and things like that too. So shout out to 
all of you when it comes to all of this. And it's just easier to reach me that way than it is on Twitter. So let's talk more about the offensive identity. We kind of went over, I think, the two real core concepts of this is it's going to be like Brandon Ingram initiating a lot of pick and roll actions and a lot of other actions too. You're going to have more off-ball movement. That's why you're using Zion Williamson off-ball. Look, he cuts from one end of the court to the other. You think people aren't paying attention to where Zion is? What's that do to a defense? Gets him moving, gets him out of position, and it lets a guy like Brandon Ingram and others attack. So more off-ball movement than we've seen before. This is going to be designed to really do one thing in particular. Generate open catch-and-shoot three-point shots. Willie Green, Trajan Langdon specifically mentioned catch-and-shoot three-point media day. Get three-point looks than they did last season. I have said, and Willie Green said this too, they're not going to ever be a team that leads the league in three-point attempts. That's just not going to happen with the roster that they have. They were 29th in three-point attempts last season, 30.1 per game. Let's call it 30 to make the numbers easy here. The re One of the reasons why that's low is because Zion Williamson doesn't shoot threes. All of his shots are basically at the rim and they're two-pointers. And when he is taking the majority of shots per game for you when he's out there, he took 16.2 points per game. Point, or sorry, 16.2 shots per game, 0.7, so less than one, was a three-pointer. So they're all twos. He's not going to take a ton more threes. He'll add some, I think, this year, but he's not going to take a ton more because he's so effective in other ways. You don't want him shooting three-pointers. You want him taking those high, good percentage looks that, he, that you get at the rim. And shots at the rim tend to have the highest conversion percentage, so field goal percentage. He shoots something like 70% at the rim. That's the equivalent of shooting like 45% from three. His three-point percentage is 36.8. It's better for him to take shots at the rim than it is from three. It's as simple as that. So when you have guys that are such good shot makers close to the basket, B.I. is one of them too, they're going to take fewer three-pointers, thus you're going to drop in the three-point attempts. But can you get better than 30 per game, 29th in the league when it comes to that? Yes. And that's something that this offense is going to be designed to do with this off-ball movement. When Brandon Ingram's attacking, drawing defenders, someone's open. If a player on offense is getting double teamed, you play five on five, it means somebody is going to be open. There's three defenders then for four offensive players. Use that to your advantage. Find the open shooter. Create an open shot by moving off ball. Brandon Ingram attacks, kicks it out to the corner. Someone's there on that guy. Move the ball to the top of the three-point, or to the wing, right? Okay, they're covered. Go to the top of the three-point line where someone's going to be. If players are rotating and getting into the right positions, someone will be open. Create that yourself. Make the open man on the three-point line and let them fire it away. Willie Green said, Trajan Langdon said, this team is filled with good catch-and-shoot three-point guys. They need to have the confidence to take them more so than they do now. You know, Herb Jones got better from the as the year went on with his three-point shot, but he only took 2.5 per game. Can that get up to three and a half, four attempts per game? That would be a really big deal, especially if he's hitting those at the rate that he did to end last season. I said in a show last week, 
when we looked at the offense. They had the 24th, 26th ranked offense overall. I forget exactly what it was. You had three more points per game to their points per game total. Their offensive rating goes from 24th, 26th, whatever it is, to second in the league. Can you find three more points? Is Herb Jones so wide open and having such confidence that he feels he'll take some shots that maybe he was passing up, right? Say he makes the three there, and it's at the expense of him making a two. That's one of the three points you need, right? Because you're, you're turning a two-point make into a three-point make. Can you do that two more times? This team absolutely can through off-ball movement. It's why they added a guy like Jordan Hawkins, who is adept at reading what's going on in the court and figuring out where he needs to be to be able to get the ball and then have an open three-point shot from that. Can you teach some of those skills to Herb Jones, to Najee Marshall, even Larry Nance Jr. and Jonas Valanciunas and get them a couple of more three-point looks this season? I think the answer to that is yes, and it's going to start with those other on-ball actions, pick and rolls, dribble handoffs, things like that, that are drawing in a defense. And then everyone else moves and doesn't just stand around watching those guys. And you're going to create better looks that way. This is going to maximize a guy like CJ McCollum too. We saw him as the point guard last year. He's going to do some of that this year too. Don't get me wrong, but that forced him to drive and attack because he couldn't necessarily create his own three-point shot with the ball in his hands with a defender on him. So work him off ball. He's a good three-point shooter. Shot 39% from three last season. He's above 40% for his career. Work him off ball. That's going to create more three-point shots for you than you might get otherwise. And if you're doing that, your offense is going to get better. And that, I think, is like the number one thing you want to see this team do. In his time in New Orleans, by the way, CJ McCollum last year averaged 7.2 three-point attempts per game. In the third, in the 26 games he played after the trade the year before that, just 6.9. You know, Portland, for the start of two seasons ago before the trade, averaged eight per game. The year before that, 8.9. Year before that, 7.3. The three-point attempt numbers for CJ have gone down a little bit, partially because he's working on ball. All right, work him off ball. Get him those catch-and-shoot three-point looks. Get Trey Murphy easy three-point attempts this way. I think you're going to see that. I think these are the type of tweaks that this team wants to do. They're also, and we'll talk about this more with the defense on another show, maybe tomorrow. I also want to look at things like Zion at center, which is something that Willie Green said they want to try and do. That ties into the pick and roll that we were talking about with him in the last segment. We'll look at all of that as they look to really try and get back into playoff contention this year. But this is kind of the basics of their offense and what they're going to be trying to do under Willie Green and associate head coach James Borrego, who they brought in to make real big changes. This is why I've been saying they're not just running it back, even if the roster is the same. There's big differences to how they're doing everything. You think the offense is going to be better? Do you like the idea of Brandon Ingram off, uh, on ball and Zion Williamson off ball a little bit more? Is this sustainable? Or do you want to just see Point Zion? Let me know in the comments down below. Let me know on the subtext of Locked On Pelicans Insiders Group. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Don't forget, live show Thursday, 7 p.m. Central. We'll look at Zion at the five. We'll look at defense. We'll look at some of these other players stepping up and what their roles are going to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're subscribed. And I'll see you all tomorrow.